Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Glad you are with us today as we talk about financial matters with myself my co-host, we are both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, spend our weekdays helping people like yourself get prepared for their financial futures, and we are broad, we broadcast here on the weekends. We record during the week and broadcast on the weekends um, to help you make wiser choices with your finances. Yes. And that's what we do. That's what we do. That's why we're here. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, that's it. Uh, everyone needs a purpose, and that's ours. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if everyone needs. I think life is I better with purpose. I think you do purpose. need a purpose. I think it, life is better with purpose than what it is without. But you could live, biologically live without purpose. Well, maybe your purpose would just be to eat. eat. Well, that might be one of the Maslow's hierarchy needs. But this For is For whatever a fun- reason, the other day I was thinking about that movie um, uh, Castaway. Wilson. Uh-huh, with, uh, uh, with Tom Hanks. And yeah, what, I would uh, not do well on an island by myself. I'm very much one that needs to be. Why am I, you know? Out of all the movies you can remember, <laughs> just the other day I was I reflecting. I, Someone brought, said something about Wilson. I started thinking about, and I thought, of all things that happened in my life, that would have to be one of the worst to be all alone on an island. <laughs> oh my, your life is good. <laughs> this is this is what we ponder. In the brain of, pondering that. of Scott Hansen. I wonder what it'd be like <laughs> if I was on a deserted island myself with a vo- Maybe I was trying to be with gra- a volleyball. I, 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 maybe I was at a moment I was trying to be grateful, a list of gratitude. Of things that didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, they're infinite. <laughs> you can be grateful <laughs> about anything. I tell my kids, come up with 10 a day. <laughs> 10 things that never happened yeah, to you. A meteor didn't for. strike me today. Isn't that I'm amazing? I'm so grateful. <laughs> but this is a financial show, and already we digress. Yes. Um, and today we're going to actually be joined by our chief investment officer, Mr. Andy Stout. And He's got you, all the answers for If us. you are a longtime listener or even a short-time listener of this show, you will, again, enjoy um, – his uh, musings on the market and the Federal Reserve. And then we will be taking your calls, as we always do, with your financial questions at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-999-6784. And, yeah, uh, pretty exciting. We've got a good show for you. We think we have a good show. Yeah, we'll see. And if we think it's good, <laughs> then... But every we don't know whether we have a good show or not. We have... Some good calls lined up. We've got a good guest. Hopefully, it'll be a good show. Well, and it's uh, feeling like this December is not going to end up being a great December in the financial markets based upon this week, Thursday in particular. Oh, rough, 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 rough. Yes. And that's not a dog's voice. It is rough, R-O-U-G-H. Now you think you're a furry? I don't know. <laughs> no. You identify as a furry? No, because one of those. I, when I kept saying rough, rough, I thought this is what a dog voice would make. Okay. But you know, I would. I, I want to talk a little bit, a little bit more. I, we can't talk about this crypto thing anymore. It's everywhere. It, it's ending exactly as as I we had talked about over a year ago. How it's going to end? It will continue. You'll see more. You'll see Binance. I got to tell you though, when you look at the Sam Bankman Freed founder of FTX. I mean, is he, I think maybe worse than Bernie Madoff in his scheming. Uh, That's a pretty big indictment. I know it is. At least Bernie Madoff stole from rich people. This guy's stealing from every, everyday person. That's an ex. Over a million, over a million customers had their money confiscated. Put in money, and he pretend like he doesn't know what he's going. To go. He knows exactly what he did. They, you know, they shut down all the withdrawals, closed the bank essentially. He sent a note uh, to some Bahamian officials, say, "Hey, I'll open this up for those in the Bahamas." Open the withdrawal window back up, and like 150 million bucks was taken out of FTX and transferred to um, locals and to curry favor with the uh, yes, local authorities. Yes. Of course, he's in jail now. N- not. 
no bail in the in right now in Bahamian the Bahamian jail, which yeah. apparently has got rats and maggots and everything else. Okay. Not quite like the U.S. Uh, All right. Well, he moved there for a reason. You wanted to get out of the purview of the federal government right. in the state of the United States. So I think it'll be interesting. There's an, and we won't talk too much about it because every week we talk about it, but I find it extremely fascinating. There's an attorney in Florida who's got, who's got a lawsuit against uh, a lot of celebs and, and, and athletes who were endorsers behind this. So you look at Tom Brady, like he, yeah. is, he and his well, wife are both sense. endorsers. And what his claim is these were unregistered securities. That would make sense. These were securities and that they, they were didn't promoting. Disclo- they did not disclose in their endorsements that, that they were paid, paid endorsers. endorsers. Same with that Kevin O'Leary. Uh, You're not looking at the, the Shark Tank. So wonderful right now. Mr. Wonderful. do you feel a little bad, you promoter of this? I'd feel bad if I called myself Mr. You wonderful. You wouldn't have promoted that. No, of course not. Have you heard me on this show? <laughs> It's a being. It's it's it's. it's, it's I could for, like, I could forgive a Tom Brady or a Matt Damon. They're not in this industry. You're um you're on Shark Tank. Your job is to vet different companies, and he vets uh, this f- scam of a company gets a million dollars in cash plus another fifteen uh, million or so in FTX tokens or whatever they gave him a piece yeah. of the company or something. Well, like why that. stop there? If you're printing your own money. Why'd stop at fifteen million? Why didn't we do thirty or fifty? If I'm printing you, my I, own money, and I wonder if there's going to be clawback for some of these people. To, oh, um, you bet. Is Mister Wonderful going to have to give his million bucks back? Yeah. Well, I don't. If he got it out, but you'll see all those politicians. There'll be clawbacks from all kinds of clawbacks. If your next door neighbor got paid, did your some guy driving you down stole? this? Yeah. <laughs> hey. You know, you see, you give the, give this guy some money. He's going to do something. And he knew, and whether he knew or not, that suddenly the, yeah. it was a scam. Well, Why don't you go to your ha- neighbor and say, hey, man, you just got a little spiff for turning me on to a crook. Yes. At least give me the spiff money you got. That's, well, that, that's, yeah, that's how it works with the Madoffs. That's exactly how it works. Yes. Well, anyway. <clears throat> watch this. You know what's interesting is these guys from this other, the biggest exchange, Binance, they call him Jay Z or C C Z Jay Z C Z Jay Z Jay Z Kanye yeah. no, no, which one was Why we what's his name um, C Z uh, Chiang Zeng uh, not to the guy who runs Binance the guy that runs Binance comes out and says we've got dollar to dollar backing on all our deposits. Which didn't mean anything. You mean do you have one U.S. You didn't loan dollar? one thing, dollar out. Yeah. Do, so did, how are you making money? Yeah. How does it? How does the? How does your bank or exchange work if you're not putting? No one has hundred margins. Reserves. No one has hundred percent reserves. Not a bank. That's why you have the FDIC <laughs> to protect, because the no one has hundred percent reserves. The business model of an exchange doesn't work with that. He says he's got hundred percent. Can't prove it. Got it. Which, by the way, if you're running a Ponzi, the first thing you got to do is demonstrate that you're not afraid. And you would say, don't go to Washington. We got a 100% reserves. They're also looking at maybe it was uh, violated uh, campaign finance laws. Because it looks like they loaned the employees money to go make political contributions. Oh, that is the least of their worries. Trust me. (laughs) Not if you're one of the employees. It'll be interesting oh, to see how deep this goes. Good point. Good point. Bernie Madoff. It was Bernie. Would anyone else go to prison? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. His a CFO. Couple. Not his very C- many. His CFO. I think you'll see a whole his line chief of compliance people. officer. It'll there be were like three. There'll be more here. Yeah. It was a little bit more forgiving back then as well. Bernie was the first of the big Ponzi's. <laughs> no, Mr. Ponzi was the first of the big Ponzi's. <laughs> well, that's a great point. <laughs> Charles Ponzi was the first Ponzi <laughs> in the modern era. I reading a book about Ponzi. It wasn't I lost interest? Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, let's go to Andy. Uh, yeah. So we got Andy Stout is joining us. Andy is uh, our chief investment officer here at Allworth. And Andy, thanks for taking a few moments to chat with us. Absolutely, happy to be here. Yeah. What the heck's going on? I mean, Wednesday the Feds uh, put another rate hike in, half a percentage point, um, and looks like the markets aren't happy. So what's changed? Well, nothing has really much changed, but the data that we got today. Uh, certainly emphasizes that what the Fed is planning to do 
puts the economy at risk of a recession. I mean, if you look at what happened yesterday with the Fed raising rates and then we're going to keep rates higher. Yeah, on Wednesday, I'm sorry. When you keep rates higher for longer, what you're going to see is that's going to slow down the economy. And then the data that came out Thursday, we had retail sales, which showed the consumer spending declined in the month of November. But at the same time, we saw the uh, jobless claims come in really strong. So that puts the Fed in a tough situation. So they have weakening data, but a strong job market. And the Fed is really worried about the strong job market. Hey, and Andy, do they ever talk about participation rates or just the unemployment numbers? Uh, they look at a whole suite of data. Participation rates mentioned uh, many times when you hear, listen to uh, Chair Powell. Uh, he does talk about how it is a lower participation rate and often compares that to or resets, I should say, what the unemployment rate would be. How do we have the same participation rate prior to COVID? And obviously, the participation rates you know, lower than where it is right now are lower than where we were then because people have essentially dropped out of the labor force and a lot of those jobs aren't coming back. And I, I had one other question for you. They talked about, the Fed talked about actually continuing to raise interest rates for the rest of the year. But then they indicated that two to three years out that they would start lowering them again. Did I miss something there? Yeah, no. So that's what the uh, Fed does every quarter. They do something or they publish something called the dot plot, which is basically where each Fed member thinks the Fed funds rate should be or will be at the end of a calendar year. And when we look at the one, the, the dot plot that the Fed just published here for the uh, the December meeting, what it shows, it shows that the Fed plans on having the Fed funds rate, that's the interest rate that they hike, uh, the short-term interest rate that they hike, they they show that being uh, three-quarters of a point higher than where it is right now. Mm. So at the end of next year. Yeah. And okay. 2024, that's when it drops. So okay. they're showing basically about a percent point, a per, full percentage point of rate cuts. So in other words, they're saying, hey, the economy is going to be slowing down. And if you look under the hood and some of the details, it's almost as if they're predicting a recession. I think I've read somewhere that there's several uh, senior Fed officials that are predicting a recession next year. Yeah, actually, uh, within that dot plot release, they also do their economic projections. And a couple of them did pencil in negative GDP growth. But even the ones who didn't pencil in negative GDP growth and, uh, for next year, they all showed the unemployment rate being higher. The unemployment rate from where it is right now at 3.7%, getting to where uh, they think it will be, we've never had that sort of increase without a recession. Now, I don't want to sound all doom and gloom, though, because you know, you know, the world is not lost. Even if there is a recession, we'll get through it. We've gotten through these before. It's, it's not fun during the process, uh, but we're, we're certainly positioned from an economic standpoint uh, to where you know, if we do have the slowdown, just like we have every other single time, we will be able to uh, recover and Are come we, out stronger than ever. Could we be in a recession right now? Seems unlikely. I mean, if you think about what the Fed looks at in terms of recessions, you know, they it's not just GDP and whatever, uh, you know, the two consecutive quarters. I mean, if that was actual the definition, we would have had one earlier this year. But that's not actually what the NBER looks like. That's the uh, recession dating body here in the U.S. National Bureau of Economic Research. Uh, they do look at uh, retail sales, which come in good this month, but they also look at a lot of other things. They look at the level of employment. Uh, they look at the unemployment rate. They they look at industrial production. And when we look at all of these together, uh, the weight of the evidence still shows economic growth currently. Okay. So well, I don't you think be... we're in one yet, but the risks are rising. You you can be you can be out of a recession by the time you knew what you were in one though because it's a lagging indicator, correct? Well, the NBER when they tell you in a recession, yeah, they wait a while to make sure that we were actually in one. Okay. They wait honestly about like seventeen months before saying a recession started. So yes, we could easily be out of one on average if the recession lasts shorter than seventeen months. The question is, it really for the average person, does it really matter whether we're in a technical recession or slow growth? Or I think for most people, it's like higher interest rates, both negative and positive. A positive for a saver because you can get a higher rate. Obviously, negative, particularly if you want to be buying a new home right now or move up right. to your next house with interest rates higher. Yeah, for the but yeah, that's a great point. It's like for the average hardworking American. 
I mean, unless they lose the job. And who can, let's say we're not in a recession and you get fired. I mean, that's pretty much a recession for you. Well, most certainly. Well, that might the, be like a depression for you at that point. Yeah, it might yeah. be. Unless you but, didn't like your boss. Obviously, the, the uh, inflation is, you know, it's harmful to most. Yeah. yeah, inflation eats away at people's savings. If you look at what uh, the average person has been, been able to save up, right now, on average, they have about another 6, 12 months of savings built up. But the higher inflation is, obviously, it's going to eat into that. Fortunately, we are seeing inflation come down. I mean, we're well off our peak from uh, June. We were at, what, 9.1%. Wow. Now we're uh, 7.1% you know, currently. So certainly moved a lot lower. Uh, and it will probably continue to move lower, but it's probably not getting to that magic 2% level that the Federal Reserve wants to see uh, for quite some time for a variety of reasons. So, yeah. Andy, when when you just said that the average American, what did you say, how much savings they have? It's about 6 to 12 months worth. And what was that uh, pre-pandemic? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't seen any statistics uh, to show what that would be. But if you look at the savings rate in general, it's been a lot higher uh, the past few years. And a big portion, a big reason of that is because of all the federal subsidies. So that's uh, really, Wait, really? Been a big driver for people they, building up their savings. Didn't they just do this inflation reduction by giving more money pe- to people? Wasn't that, isn't that was the Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> All right, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun, it's kind of a, a misleading name because the Inflation Reduction Act will actually lead to more inflation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so we appreciate that, yeah. Andy. Thanks for joining us. As always, appreciate you being part of the All Worth yeah, team. We will. This will. This too shall pass. It will. Regardless of where this ends, before we, the markets will continue. We will hit highs again on the. I always like to reflect back. I started in this industry in June of 1990. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was roughly 2,600. It's 30,000 some odd today, 30 some odd thousand, right? Lots of down, bad times over that period. Then it was up and down. Anyway, uh, we're going to take some calls here at Allworth. We're in California talking with Scott. Scott, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a year-end financial review, um, as I'm sure many, or at least some of your listeners are. Um, and I have two, hopefully quick questions for you guys. Sure. Okay. All right. So first question, I have some stock in a public company, uh, that went public in early 2021. Um, it was an equity award, so I didn't pay anything out of pocket for it. But as you can probably imagine, it's worth quite a bit less today than it was when invested in late 2021. Um, if I sold it now, I could lock in a decently sized loss, um, 3,000 of which I could count towards my 2022 taxes if I do it for the end of the year um, and then carry the balance of the loss forward. Mm-hmm. What percentage? Um, is, do you still work for the company? I do not. And what's your basis in the stock? Oh, I think at the time invested, it, well, if I sold it now, I'd, it'd be about a $37,000 loss. Okay. Um, and how much do you have other capital? Ga- you have other capital gains to offset this year? Not this year, no. Do you want to get rid of this comp- this stock? <laughs> so generally speaking, I don't like owning individual stocks, and this is the only individual stock I yeah, have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why didn't you but, sell it? You know, it, it mind. It's irrelevant. No, I, I should have. Is no, there? That's kind of what it's I, a I good. Learned. You know what? The, the, re, Next time you're contemplating something, reflect back on 2022 and this experience because it'll help you. So, so Scott, is there? Um, so, the, I guess your question is: Do I take the loss? But I don't want to take the loss because I think the stock's going to recover. Or do I split the difference and take half the loss? But but the stock may or may not recover. Understand that. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean he's going to spend the money. He sells the stock if the <coughs> if it's I'm going to sell the stock and go buy a brand new Porsche. Then keep the stock, right? <laughs> if it's, uh, I'm going to sell it and and reposition those dollars for other long term investments, or but maybe which it's is, which is what I would do, yeah. Or maybe it's in a sector that's really really off. And no, no, this is the point of the conversation, yeah. Scott. That, that, that it this, probably it might be oversold. It, maybe it's the sector that's so. Oftentimes, life life isn't black or white. Sometimes it can be gray. So if I feel particularly bullish on a particular sector that's actually going through a rough time what 
I'll do is I'll buy a stand-in security to that, right? So you take this company, and then you look at its biggest competitor. I, I mean, assume there's another competitor. This is not what you do on a regular basis. That is, well, I've it's worked rare. Time. Okay, I've, here's what I do. I buy a stand-in security. It's, uh, it's yeah, rare. Okay. It, but, but we do it. Or an so, ETF. Correct. That We do it all the time with direct either with our, yeah, yeah, direct yeah, indexing yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, yeah, tax yeah, loss yeah, harvesting. Yeah, yeah, this is what yeah, you do. You know, yeah. you sell the S&P 500, you buy the S&P 490. Well, not quite that. And it, similar, it, but... it's, it's the tech industry, so it's off more than the broader market. And it's a company that's heavily into advertising, which has obviously been hit pretty hard right now. So, you know, it's, it's off 60, 70 percent from where it was versus the broader market, which is down maybe 20 percent. Um, how do you feel about this sector? I, I mean, I feel like it'll come back. The company's profitable. Like I've thought about selling, locking in the tax loss, and then buying it back in 31 days so I can avoid the loss sale, um, and then holding it again. Well, I love the idea of actually taking the loss from a tax standpoint. From a tax standpoint. Okay. I, I, kind of, if, so if you don't want, if you don't want to get it, what you could do, because uh, companies can move quickly, right? So. Sell this the same day, go buy an ETF of that sector. Mm-hmm. 31 days later, sell the e- ETF, take those proceeds and repurchase the stock. Or not, depending on whether it had a huge drive up in that 31 days. And maybe you're better off actually continuing to own the ETF, whether you are the individual security. But that's an option. That is an mm-hmm. option. Or maybe you split the difference. You sell half of it. And you move on. Uh, you sell half of it and move on to a, a different investment. And then you do that technique with one half, or you sell all of it and move on. Yeah. Do you, how much more of this no, do you own? Is this all you own of this particular stock? Yes. Yeah, I think. How old are you? Today. Oh, wait a minute. His name's Scott. Uh, so I predict he's somewhere between age forty-eight and sixty-four. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell my mom that when I see her. How old are you? I'm thirty-four. I'm thirty-four. Oh, oh what happened? <laughs> I know. Almost every Scott your is name old. Should, your name should be uh, Kyle or Trevor. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, I'll ask my mom to get back to That's you. hilarious. Okay. 34. You're 34. Uh, you know what? I, w- I, I, I know what I would do. I'd take what the loss and move on. Yeah. I'd take the loss and move on. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason you own that no, stock is because the company gave it to you while you worked there. Yeah. And even then when you got it, you're like, should I sell this? And you're like, it's doing so well. I'm just going to hang on to it. Then it wasn't doing well. I'm like, well, I'll wait till it recovers. And now you're like, it's yeah. the end of the year. Let's make this it. All right. That was your first question. You got one more, you said. One more, yeah. Um, so as you might have gleaned, I've bounced around jobs lately. Um, and I haven't been rolling over my 401ks as I've moved. So right now I've got four 401ks at three different financial institutions. Um, my current one is at Vanguard. And they're telling me if I want to roll over and combine all my old 401ks into my current 401k, I need to have physical checks mailed from the other financial institutions to myself. Then I have to send those on to Vanguard. And the whole thing could take two to three weeks, during which I would be totally out of the market. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, you could do it another way. Um, Yeah, I'd be okay with that. That's usually how they do it. They yeah, cash yeah. them out. Yeah, I would do. I would. I, in fact, not only that. What happens is if you do that now, they'll make the che- the check will be payable to Vanguard, not you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to forward it to them. But but what the reason you want to do this is so that you can do a, either a non deductible uh, IRA contribution depending upon your in income, or a deductible IRA contribution or non deductible IRA contribution, then convert it to a Roth IRA. And you yeah, don't want do to do that. Third. What's that? We, we, yeah, we, we do the third. We do the backdoor. Okay. Roth yeah. IRA. So move all yeah. of this stuff in. You don't want to move it into your own IRAs, the point, because it would have affect it all in your current that. 401k. Have it all in your current, for, your current 401k. So, yes, you want to do that. Yeah. And if you're out of the market that's for two like weeks, you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. I, I, that's, I just can't believe this is how this works in 2022. Like, I... I mailing I, I can't remember last time i mailed a physical check and uh-huh. and i saw a, a study one time about you know time timing the market that's right in the market yeah yes i get it missed, 
Like, I know. If you miss the, the 10 best days. Well, if you miss the, the 10 worst days, you know. days too, there's, <laughs> there's studies going <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. You're not timing the markets. This is this is just, this is the mechanics of moving the money. It'll only get worse over time as those balances continue to grow. Yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat it and, and stay out of the market. And at the end of 10 days, you might be the happiest guy or the saddest guy, but that's just the cost of the transfer and you want to do it. Just yeah. make it easy for you to manage your money. If, by the way, yeah. if it was an okay. IRA, they can they can transfer assets from one one company to the next. These four hundred one ks because they're all governed by the employer's plan. It's mm-hmm. old and clunky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Good to know. All right. Appreciate the all call. Right. Thank yeah. you very much. Thanks. Scott. Glad you called, Scott. And uh, not that many thirty four year olds have that much going on. I think financially. The ones that work here do. The ones that work here do. And maybe the ones who call us do, for that matter. <clears throat> yes. Anyway. I'm optimistic. As an old guy, I look at these kids today and think, it's going to be okay. Actually, there's quite a diversions of, you take 30-year-olds, some on a great career path, like Scott, making good money. Others are still baristas. That was the same way when you were 30, yeah, Maybe you got a point. Right, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean. Thanks for being with us. Before we go back to calls here, uh, if you would like to join us with a call, if you've got something you're pondering, wondering if you should be making some changes in your investment portfolio, if you've got the right, uh, if you're on track for retirement, uh, question about your estate plan or how you should have your beneficiaries or whatever the case may be, financial question. Maybe someone's recommending a financial product and you're trying to figure out if it makes sense for you or not. Uh, we've got a uh, call-in session on Thursday, January 19th, uh, that afternoon, early evening, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, it's, all you, if if, you're, if you, you think you might want to join us to have a question for us, all you got to do is send us a, an email at questions at moneymatters.com. And just say, hey, I got a question on this, and we'll someone will follow back up and um, set a time to uh, record that. So Thursday, January nineteenth is when we're going to next recording. But again, <clears throat> super easy to do. Questions at moneymatters.com. or you could call eight three three ninety nine worth. Also on your uh, mobile device, whatever wherever you're getting your the podcast, if you click on there, you'll see questions at moneymatters.com, and you can simply click on your phone. And it'll take you there and put your name in, and we'll get something scheduled. So yes, and we'd be. Um we honored think it, and delighted. Well, we think we might be honored and delighted to talk to you. We may be sorely disappointed. There are those calls. Yes. Where we're like, oh. How did that person get through? Like, oh, <laughs> I like my job most of the time. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully this next one's not going to be like that. We're in Texas talking with Cleveland. Cleveland, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi. How are you doing? We're Good, great. Cleveland. What can we do for you? Um, so I'm a school teacher and about... 12 years ago, you know, we had a, uh, I guess you said, insurance representative came in, you know, talking about four, three Bs. Uh-huh. And so I opened up an account. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of just beginning as far as investing. And, you know, I noticed that, you know, I wasn't earning much. Okay. In it. And their website you know when i check now is the website doesn't work good it's very slow to log in what's the name of the insurance company uh it's called equitable okay well that's a reputable company um it's equitable and how much money do you have in it uh it's only like five thousand i had stopped contributing to it when i got married about five years ago um are you going to start contributing to it anytime soon no, I have recently opened a, a Fidelity account, a Roth account, and uh, I'm going to I'm planning on contributing it to that. Roth now. 401k? I mean, it's 403b or a Roth IRA? A Roth IRA. How old are you? I'm 40. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing is that you're contributing somewhere for re- retirement, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah. That's number one. Number two is where it's going to go. But number one is more important, like saving for retirement. And the interesting thing about 403Bs and teachers, for whatever whatever crazy reason, our retirement structure in the United States was 
was created by accident. In other words, Congress never sat down and said, what's the best, or the Department of Labor never sat down and said, what's the best way to design these? They all kind of morphed off different tax codes, like the tax code 401k. Oh, wait a minute, we can, can put aside this sort of thing. Or 403b, we can set it up this way. And the weird thing about 403bs is, un so if you work for a major company or any company that has a 401k, you never show up in your lunchroom and there's some representative from your 401k uh, who gets paid to sign you up in the 401k. Maybe at once a year they've got some sort of enrollment and they're, someone's edu educating, but on the 403b market, you end up having salespeople who go to the schools or the universities, roam the halls, <laughs> grab people and say, hey, let's get you signed up in this 403b. The downside to that, of course, is the cost of those products tend to be more expensive. But I guess the upside is there's more savings. You tend to see higher savings sometimes. In That's right, because there's people out promoting yeah. it. So what's your question for us? So my question is, I don't like the website. And I, you know, I went through my emails, started looking at other 403B companies that contacted me throughout the past, and I'm thinking about rolling over the money from my 403B to another 403B, but it's a fixed index annuity. Well, you're, I don't want you to do that. Um, okay. I do want you to move the money. And you got I, an account with Fidelity. <clears throat> you could just have Fidelity do it. Yeah. It's got to be, it's going to have to be someone approved by your, your school district. He's not putting money into it, though. Are you still a school so, teacher? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it has to be approved. Yeah, you can't yank it out of that yeah, 403B. You can't you yank it out of the 403B. So you re, so you until you're 59 and a half or, re, or leave this. So what happens is it can be in the 403B, but it can be with a different investment company. That's our point. So if but, I were you, I wouldn't. You don't have any need for an index annuity. Well, most people don't. I would okay, say, so I wasn't sure if I could move a four three B to my Fidelity account. My you Roth no, IRA. you cannot move it to your Roth IRA, but you can most certainly move it to a four O three B that may be at Fidelity and may not be at Fidelity. If here's what if you were my uh, younger brother, I would I'd say here's what you should do: take a look at. Uh, you got to look at your school and see what options that are available to you because it has to typically there's rules with that. We know this. How big is the school district? Decent size? Oh, yes. Okay. You, you have Vanguard. You have, we know he's got Vanguard on that system. I don't know. I, if I were a betting man, <laughs> okay, I would bet. Well, regardless, you want a, a, a low cost total stock market index. You, you, Move that. To the total stock market index, whatever the lowest cost and, is that you can get within, and year. you're gonna most likely it's going you're gonna have Vanguard. My daughter is a school teacher, and she said, you know, I said do this, and she said, well, these people work keep asking me, they keep coming in. I said okay, just Vanguard total stock market, and she said, well, does our school district have the Vanguard? And I'm like, I can't imagine them not having the Vanguard. And did they have the Vanguard? They had the Vanguard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So, so just well, that's Vanguard, Fidelity, be, Schwab, definitely a low cost ETF, total stock, total market. stock market, and then move all five thousand dollars into there and any deposits in the future, put it exactly with that one. Okay, so contact my school. Yeah, you're gonna have to see. To see if I had the Vanguard. See or, the list on there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you want to avoid an insurance company. There's no reason to have an insurance company. Yeah, involved. and so technically what you're investing in is what's called a 403B7 because it's a mutual fund and not a, an annuity wrapper through an fund, insurance yes. company. So total market, whether it's Vanguard, Fidelity, or Schwab, any of three of those, put the five grand in. Don't worry about it. You can't spend the money for uh, 19 years anyway, it will go up, it will go down. But at the end, we believe that that's the highest rate of return that you're going to receive for a given amount of risk. For 19 years. Yes. For 19 years. All right, that sounds good. I, I appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, and what grade do you teach? Uh, ninth, well, really 10 through 12. Wow. God bless you. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I appreciate it. Cigar. You know, it's interesting, Pat. Before we my son, um, he's he was looking for some sort of part time job. He's in he's in pilot school to become a commercial pilot. They told him you can't have a job when you're in the school because he doesn't always know his schedule. Like, and, and so some days they say, "Oh, you're you're flying tomorrow at six a.m. or something, right?" 
So he doesn't know his schedule. They- so was he actually in a plane already? <clears throat> yeah. Not like a jumbo jet. It's like a just a- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he say flew over my house. Um, so, but he says to me, uh, he was looking like some, he was like, I wish I had some sort of job. And then he says to me, hey, I'm thinking about being a substance substitute school teacher. Which I always thought would be a great, being a teacher would be a great profession for my son, just the way he's wired. He loves kids and stuff. Oh. So I think he's, that's what he's going to look And what grade at. would he? I don't know. I don't know. He's, your son's pretty mellow. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would do well in the classroom. Yes, 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 yes. Very yes. patient, pretty mellow. Well, he's, all of his summer jobs and stuff were always with kids. Yeah. Growing up. And then that, and you're just, if you're not working the next day, then you're on the list. Yeah, you, if he hasn't got to call him by that 6 p.m., he knows he's not any good, put his name on the list for... Uh, that makes sense. And then I could say, God bless you to my son. When he's 40, <laughs> is that what we're waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got, there's a lot of things he's going to have to do to earn my love and respect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't come freely in the Hanson household. It's <laughs> oh, because you're my flesh and blood. He'll <laughs> grow up well-adjusted. <laughs> All right. Uh, love's, love's not for uh, free where I live, son. You've got to earn it. Uh, my dad was always really helpful to me, but just kind of having a better perspective on things. And I reminded when my daughter was in high school, uh, my oldest daughter, she's a little crazy in high school, and she was completely obsessed with a band called My Chemical Romance. Her whole room was covered with posters with My Chemical Romance. And, and Valerie and I were getting a little concerned. I remember talking to my dad, like, but dad, she's so obsessed with. He says, well, just be glad she's not into chemicals and romance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you had purple hair when you were in high school. Yeah, let's go to this next call. <laughs> we're, we're talking to Randy. Randy, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Surely, Thank you, what, Randy. What can we do for you? After listening to your show and talking with some others, including my employer, I went ahead and retired from the company about two years earlier than I planned to, to take advantage of the lump sum payout before it was going to drop. Did you call a few weeks back? I did not, but okay. I was listening All a right. few weeks back. Was that not crazy how much it was going to go so down? Tell in us, value? Yeah, so you retired because the change in lump sums. Tell us what your lump sum is, ballpark, and compared to what it would have been next year, if you know. Um, I do know. Um, it was it's it's just south of one million dollars, and it was going to drop by about sixteen percent. Yeah, All right. So one hundred and sixty grand. Them, they were telling me it would drop about twenty four percent, but it ended up being about sixteen percent. And how much? And and how long would it have taken you to make that amount of money? So it, you, it, it was one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Was it, it take a, me about a, about fifteen <laughs> to sixteen months? Right, and you were going to retire in two years anyway. You said. Right. This that was my, that's my plan. Yeah, that yeah. was their point. And you might find that you actually go back to work too. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. The company that I just retired from is hiring me back as a contractor starting January third. We have seen this movie. <laughs> I have seen this movie three hundred times. <laughs> well, the I company didn't want you to left. leave. The company uh, didn't. No. You and a bunch of your colleagues, right? They did not want you to leave. It's just the way the pension rules were. This was out of their control. Yeah, it was. It was out of everybody's control, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. I'd like to say congratulations on the retirement, but you you didn't really retire. You just or decided to get paid from a different organization doing the same job. Correct. I'll let you know if, if uh, congratulations in, is, is in order in about two years. Yes. Right. <laughs> what a great thing for you to do economically. What can we do for Although you? Although my stepfather so. retired under similar kind of situation. He worked 17 of the following 20 years. He worked until he was late 70s. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It yeah. works. <clears throat> so what's your question for us? So my question is um, – this, this money is that I have available to me now. I wanted to know the best way to um, invest it. I'm not planning to take any distributions in the next two to three years of this money. I just wanted to think what, find out what you guys yeah. thought about it. What do you, how much do you have in your 401k, IRAs, other savings? Uh, I have a 401k that's approximately 745 right now. I have two other IRAs. Uh, one is 110000 and the other is 30000 and we also have cash in the bank of about 170000 And how how is your 401k allocated? Well, believe it or not, it's in the target date index fund for and what's, 2025. So I really don't know the exact. Okay. Well, it's it's got a lot of bond in it, uh, but it's probably 50-50. So 
Mm, I don't know. You think it's higher than that? It's probably less stock than that. All these target funds are all different. Yeah, yeah. I just, so it's and and how old are you, Randy? Um, I just turned sixty-three, and my wife will turn sixty-one in January. And what do you owe on your home? Uh, our mortgage is two ninety. And how much money do you have in the bank? Hundred seventy. And is it literally? Is it like in a online bank or is it a local bank? It's a local bank. And your interest on your mortgage is it low in a long-term mortgage? Is a thirty-year mortgage? Yes, it is. Thirty-year mortgage Perfect. is currently at two point seven. Perfect. All right. Beautiful. Um, uh, and how's your health? Well, I want to believe it's very good. And your wife, uh, does she work? Will she be receiving a pension? Does she work outside of the home? Will she be- does not work outside of the home. She raised four children. She was home most of the time. Okay. She did have a, a she was working with the school district and things uh, for a short time. All right. I would, I would put this portfolio probably 50, 50 or 60, 40, um, that's I mean, fifty percent equities, fifty percent right. fixed income, maybe a couple of other asset classes. Yeah, either that or I might even push it a little bit to do sixty forty. Um, what do you think okay. you should do? Oh, I was thinking of rolling it into an IRA at sixty forty. Well, that's what you should do then. Yeah, and then that. No, I mean, if if you're comfortable with that, I think that would. Be that, I mean, it's kind of a textbook answer, but it's. Look, you're 63. You're not going to touch it for a couple of years. When you start to touch it, you're just going to take interest, essentially, some interest off it. You're not going to spend it down. You've got almost $2 million in retirement savings. You're not going to spend $2 million your first year in retirement. Yeah. Even if you take a 4% Correct. withdrawal, that's $80,000. Mm-hmm. Add the Social Security onto it. Yeah. You, you, You've yeah. replaced your salary on yeah. a very, very conservative withdrawal assumption. You might choose to spend more your first decade of retirement. Yeah, my wife would love that. And you're doing and and look, quite frankly, you well to that end, Randy. So it might be, and the plan might be, say, hey, let's depending on what your wife would like to do, whatever that looks like. Let's say it's travel. You might say, let's take X amount of dollars and earmark that for X number of years uh, years of of travel. If that's yeah, a, that's, a, what, that's what you want, right? I mean, I'm that's right. Whatever that well, let me is. Ask you this question. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, the 401k, I believe, can stay right where it is. I don't have to touch that. But should I? Should yeah, I, I don't like those. Some money look, if you can use that target date, if you got twenty thousand dollars and you're young, and your target date works fine. When you're this, and, and, and let me tell you why. What happens is this target date fund picks a date, and every year it gets more conservative based upon the year you're going to retire, regardless of what the market conditions are at any point in time. And like this year, the the fixed income might all have been in a bond index, which was not the place to be this year in fixed income. Yeah, so there's not, I mean, it is, you know, it's the happy meal of investing, if you will. Right. It's easy. It's simple to order. There's not a lot of thought to go into it, but it's, and it beats a lot of alternatives of it, people picking, making wrong choices. That's so right. There's clearly a place for it. But it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not where you should have any substantial amount of money. I, wouldn't, I don't own one, right? But I know Scott's daughter has five or $10,000 in one, right? She's got a van, it's one with Vanguard in a custodial account, and she's now turning 27. I've been trying to get it out, out of my name. I call Vanguard. I'm on hold for 25 minutes. I send a letter that we both sign. They send me an email. You got to call this another number again. I call the number, and then they say, "No, your daughter but, has." So, <laughs> yes, because I'm trying to get it out of there because it's grown. It's more than ten thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. So you should not. And if you're uncomfortable managing your own portfolio, get a professional manager to do it. The one other thing, this money that you have at a local bank. You should drop it into a bank, uh, like a synchrony, or just go to bankrate.com. It didn't make much difference five months ago, but it makes a tremendous difference today. It makes today. all kinds of difference today. It, it To the tune of, on this account, to the tune of five grand a year, 4500 okay. In fact, I mean, right now, we are actually at Allworth. We're trying to, uh, we're actually looking at products where we have the ability to place money into the highest CD in the country, regardless of where it's at. It's something that we've, because it didn't matter too much a year or two or three years ago, but it matters a lot now, a lot. So you should have very, very little money in a local bank. 
Um, it should be in these bankered or brokered CDs or money market funds. So if you go to bankrate.com and you look at the thing and it will go either synchrony or ally, whatever the highest money market rate is, you just want to move it into there. And it should be anywhere between 2.75 and 3.25%, which is significant amount of money on this 175 grand in the bank. Beautiful. Yeah, and then so the so let me can I go back to the four hundred one k real quick? Sure, sure. Should I lump those two together, or should I just yes. change the allocation nope. on the? I have it all one account. All goes into an IRA, one account, one investment where you're actually looking at it. You're not making, one investment, one account. You can have a. Yeah, you might in, have fifteen in, different investments. Correct, one investment account where there's a model, and you pick a sixty forty. And you're managing to that sixty forty. So if the market goes up, you're selling stocks and you're buying bonds. If the bond, if the market and when you goes say sixty forty, you're not necessarily. I mean, sixty percent U.S. equities, forty percent bonds. You'll, you'll have thirteen or fourteen different holdings in there to get to that. Um, and this may be something that you're uncomfortable doing yourself. Hire an investment advisor to do it for you and walk you through that process. But there's there's it should not be in a target date fund and there's no reason to leave it in your 401k yeah we wish you well randy congrats on um on well i guess it was retirement now you're back working right after the holidays but maybe you get a couple weeks off over christmas appreciate the call isn't that a funny he listened to the show and recognized that this well he might have heard it other places too but yes we talked about that we had a caller well we talked about it a couple months ago then we had a caller a few months ago change in interest rates yeah Let's talk with Tina. Tina, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi. Um, I have a question on converting to a Roth. I heard you guys the other day talking to somebody. I was all set to, like, think it was a good idea, and then you kind of talked somebody out of it the other day. Well, okay. we might talk you um, into it, so yeah, well, exactly. it all depends. Yeah, we might just give our opinion and you decide for yourself. That's right. <laughs> well, so one of the reasons that I'm considering is because um, – I don't have any income, real income this year. Perfect. And yeah, exactly. And so, um, so I thought it would be good to. Get Why do you have no income lower. this year? You in school uh, or raising a kid? No, or I. So long COVID. Twenty twenty, I got laid off. Um, got a severance and all that, but um, and it was perfect timing because I had my my grandbaby. So I watched ah. my grandbaby okay. for the past couple of years instead of working. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. That makes sense. I'm trying to understand. And how much money do you have in your IRA? So, like IRA 401. Yeah, all that. And including Roth. Not including not Roth. Including? Um, probably like 600. Okay. And what do you and have in Roth? About 100. And how much money do you have in cash? Probably about three fifty. Oh, this is this is like this. This was designed for you. This is this is the perfect scenario. And what was your income for the year? When I was working. No, no, for twenty twenty two. What will your income be? Oh, twenty twenty. Social Security or anything? Some no, no. I'm not. I'm not old enough for that. I'm I'm fifty eight. I knew that you weren't old enough for that, Scott. Come on. You can tell she's, her I know she's a grandma. Okay, but well, okay. I mean, biologically, you could be a grandma at the age of nineteen or twenty. So we're not going there. That would be really strange. That would be really odd. <laughs> that would be Guinness odd. Book kind of. So, um, what? Any income for twenty twenty two? Not really. I mean, not other than like. Um, dividends and a few things like that so not not much this is perfect for you you should convert scott's going to get to a number here he's looking it up right now but this will be in the tens of thousands of dollars that you should convert from your ira to roth ira well that is yeah that was my question that's another reason i haven't done it yet is because i couldn't decide if i should try to stay under the eighty thousand or under the forty thousand or whatever what, what well, the, the tax rate goes from 12 to 22 22, I yeah. would stay in that 12% bracket. What did you earn okay, from your so, old job? When you were working, how much money did you earn a year? Uh, 110. Yeah, but are you going back to work? Um, eventually, yeah. Even if you, I mean, let's, even if you did 
you're talking about retirement. Yeah. I would still, I would still, I wouldn't, I personally would not convert more and push myself into a higher tax bracket. I would do it right up to that 12% level. And what is that amount, Scott? I don't know, because I couldn't figure it oh. out. Well, it's 40. Yeah, it's up to like 40. So, but plus, plus, yeah, probably plus the standard like deduction. Plus the standard dedu- deduction. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. So it's 50 yeah. something. Yeah, you want to do all of it. Okay. Every dime. But I wouldn't go into that next day. I wouldn't bother paying tax at a 22% rate. Okay. That's what I was kind of leaning towards, too, is just sticking with the lowest. Only only because, if, but if she said, oh, I'm certain I'm going to go back to work and I make $300,000 a year, we'd probably yeah, have a different. Or if she said she had $3 million in a retirement account, it would be different. Yes. But I'm thinking you're probably going to retire in the handful of years, take income mm-hmm. from you, 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 yeah. the majority of your income at that point will be in a 12%. Yeah, 12% tax bracket. Yeah. So that's what, yep, you want to go to the, the, keep it in the 12 and let her rip. And perfect design for you. We might have talked someone out of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, oh, I they remember had, they had all kinds yeah. of money, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 But for you, it's perfect. And, and plus, because you have the money to actually pay the tax on the conversion. Correct. All yeah. the money outside. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. And that, that yeah, that rates at 41775 but that doesn't take into consideration the, your standard deduction, which is about what ten or eleven thousand or something. So in, in the low fifties. Oh, it's twelve thousand nine fifty. It's thirteen grand for standard deduction. It's yeah. about fifty-five grand you can do there. So, anyway, appreciate the call, Tina. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, Enjoy the you time so with much. your grandchild. Yeah. Yes, well, and I just had my second, so that's why I don't know when I'm that's going why back she's, to work. <laughs> oh, maybe you're not going back to what work. What a blessing. Yes. I wonder what awesome. I'll do when my yeah. if I have grandkids. Would I quit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not for a while then. Okay. <laughs> Pat and I worked together for about thirty some years. I'm it's working out pretty day. well. Congratulations on the grandkid. I quit, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, it's been great uh, having everyone here with us today, and um, hope everyone's lined up for a great Christmas season. It is the time of year, by the way. You still have a few business days to get some things done that are going to impact your tax calendar for this year. Because once this year's over. Things such as a Roth, or maybe you're you're uh, you're self-employed and you've got large income, you can establish a solo K this year. You've got until the next tax year to until um, next year to fund the thing, but you have to have it set up by the end of this year. There's a handful of items like that. You'll want to check them out. Anyway, we're out of time. It's been great being here with you. This has been All Worth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.